You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Championship team. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley, underbelly down on the docks, speak easy, dive bar style podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners that you are listening to on the Odyssey app or wherever else you're getting that hot podcast action from. Listen, we're not going to judge you where you're getting it as long as you're liking, subscribing, following, and all that good stuff. Same feelings apply if you're checking us out on YouTube, and thanks for hitting us up on the socials. Uh, we are going to be back tomorrow with another one of these episodes what episode am i talking about right now these are the tacos and tequila talks this is volume one tomorrow will be volume two and we might drop one this weekend i'm not giving you a hundred percent guarantee but we got like three or four of these myra what are the tacos and tequila talks the tacos and tequila talks are just conversations that we've had with people while we've been down at Tacos and Tequila during the All-Star break and this 10-game homestand. Right now, as I put this episode out, the Mariners are 2-3 uh, and three on this 10-game homestand. Hopefully, turning it around soon. We'll be back on Friday, this Friday, to actually break down the Twins series. Um, as far as these conversations, they were recorded over the All-Star weekend. You know, we've cut out any predictions of games and any of that crap. You don't have to sit through this stuff. This is all the good stuff from the conversations. Today's conversations, though, will center around what the Mariners should do in the second half and what they're going to do and what they need to avoid to do, according to the people that we've talked to. You know, at the time of this conversation, we were, were feeling pretty good about the Mariners. They were going to the All-Star break. I'd say pretty hot, maybe playing the best uh, 10 games of baseball they played all season. Um, you know, if to be fair, as far as what their record looks like, it's pretty similar right now, you know, with them going two and three. So I feel like all these conversations hold up. We're also, you know, under two weeks from the trade deadline right now. So we kind of hit on those things. There's going to be four conversations here. There's going to be CJ, who uh, Chris Jensen. So you probably heard that name. He's been on this podcast many times. He's one of our heavy contributors, associate producers. Uh, we have a conversation with him. Michael Smith, he's the guy I sit next to at the uh, Mariners games with our season tickets. It was great to have him on here. Nolan Stokesbury, you might remember that name fr uh, from a couple episodes ago. Yes, he's the guy 
that him and his brother both caught uh, home run balls during the home run derby. And then we got Brian Berg from Muckleteal, Washington, talking about the future, talking about the year 2025. Anyways, we're going to get right into this right after this. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. So this first conversation is with our good friend and major contributor to the show, CJ, Chris Jensen. Him and I were sitting out there on the patio at Tacos and Tequila. This was recorded on actual All-Star Day Sunday. And let me tell you, that patio was packed. Him and I actually had to get up from the rye bread and mustard uh, table that we had set up uh, because there were so many people over there and like hunched over in the corner to get away from all the speakers, blasted music. It was a lot of fun. And the subject or tone of this conversation in particular with CJ is like, this is pro. Yeah, we got to go out and make some moves. Obviously, get a bat. Uh, maybe have to give up some pitching. Maybe something from the farm. We're just kind of discussing that here. So why don't you guys check this out? So I mean, it'd be great to see us get a couple more bats. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what we have to offer. I don't want to give away the farm. Um, I don't know. What do you What do you think? I'm thinking there's bats to ads, and I, I've said this uh, a couple of times. So if you're listening, it sounds redundant. We, I don't feel like we have to go and get the A-lister right now. Uh, can, can we get something that's like a Carlos Santana from last year, which is easily said, more easy said than done. But I'm thinking, yes, we should be able to go out and we can't just have Mike Ford as our DH all year round. I, I like what he's doing. I think it's, it's his job to lose from the left-handed side. But, you know, guys out there like Nelson Cruz, I'm talking those kinds of things. Nothing huge, but if the Mariners are pitching the way they're pitching and the, the hitting can be a little bit better, we don't need to go get the, somebody that's maybe here at the All-Star game, but, you know, somebody that, you know, you use them in, in uh, you give them a specific thing to do, hit left-handers or something like that. Just to have production, right? That's 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 the big thing. And yeah, you mentioned Nelson Cruz. like He got designated for assignment. Like, Do you bring in a veteran like that? Get a, like a clubhouse guy, kick the tires on it, see what he can do. He's familiar with the park. I don't know. Like I, I'd be willing to bring him in. I also feel like that's where we need to make these big changes this season. I don't think it's going to be expensive to do something like that because the way that the Mariners are pitching right now and the bullpen getting healthier, I don't feel like we have to score eight, nine runs. I don't think anybody does. But, yeah, to be able to come back in a game when you're down three to nothing – is something that the Mariners need to fix. And I feel like the fixable shit for this season is there. It's out there. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, you think about if we were to sell, then you look through the offseason, you know, like we still need bats. So it would be kind of shooting ourselves in the foot if we started selling at this point, especially the bats that we already have. So I'd go out and get something, like you said, that's, you know, maybe middle of the line, bring in, they can get some production for the rest of the year. And then, you know, just to help, support our pitching right we've kind of feels like we've gone back to 
a few years ago where we had great pitching, but then we just couldn't produce many runs. I know we started to score more runs going into the All-Star break, and hopefully we can continue that. But just so we know that, you know, seven, eight, nine batters are going to put some production, get some runs up just to help our pitching. So, you know, we don't have, like, Wu going out there, retiring a ton of people in a row, pitching a gem of a game. Then we only score one run for them. You know, it's kind of like the Felix effect. No, and those are the games that pissed me off more than anything. Scherzer, they're literally 70 to 80% of the, the time, they're like literally giving you a chance, reasonable chance to win a game. Sometimes an easy chance. Sometimes they're handing out a cakewalk. How do you feel about, I know you said you don't want to sell the farm, but if there's a situation to bring in a major, major game changer, a big bat, and they want somebody like Emerson Hancock, they want somebody that's down down on the farm, but knowing that we have the woos already up here, we know what Logan can do. We know what Kirby's going to do. We know what Miller's going to do. Are you okay with selling the farm out as, as far as if it, it pitching? For, for me, yeah, I think so, right? I mean, if you had to. If we, if we had to do it and we are guaranteed to get an awesome bat back, I, I could see parting with one of our top pitching prospects. I still want to keep our bats that we have down there. But I'd be okay. I mean, I think we spent so many years acquiring all these pitchers in the draft. Now we have them. I'd be okay giving away one or two, maybe potentially, to get a, like A-lister that's going to be like a superstar for us from a batting perspective. Yeah, that, I, I'm feeling that way. I mean, I've kept hearing this Emerson Hancock name forever. We haven't seen him. We know what we got up here as far as pitching. It's young. It's good. And let's not forget, we still have a Robbie Ray, and we still have a Luis Castillo signed up for a while. So it's like... Where if he comes up or one of these pitches, where do you put him? Yep, I got yeah. I got spots in the lineup though. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like bat. We need bats, and I mean, worst case scenario, if we we needed a fifth starter or something, we could probably get someone in free agency. There's just not a lot of bats in the free agent market. Right. So you know, I would say trade for a bat and sign a pitcher if that's what we're going to do. Really loved that conversation. That was a fun time. I, I know there was a reference of of woo. Going out there and shutting everybody down. He did. He did. I know if you're listening to this now, he kind of had a rough go there against Minnesota. But again, the bats in game two of that Minnesota series could not keep scoring runs. In fact, they didn't score a run since the first inning. Kind of, uh, you know, points to the point we're trying to make there is like, yeah, we have to strengthen the end of this lineup with the pitching that we have. I still do feel like you add a bat or two, you don't need a superstar it's going to make a huge difference, and especially a veteran um, leadership in the locker room like CJ was talking about. Um, but I I have to agree with him there, and I don't think it's going to cost a lot of money to make significant big changes. I don't think you need a lineup where you have Dylan Moore, Colton Wong, and Caballero coming off the bench. You need some power threats, so... We'll be talking a little bit more about that next week, obviously, as we're getting closer to the trade deadline. Also, CJ will be back a lot more as we uh, get into the rest of this season. we got a bunch of fun episodes with him coming up. 
Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. We had open arms for him. We were chanting for him, asking for him to come here. I really appreciate how the Mariner fans organically came up with that cheer. It's the talk of the All-Star game. Everybody's feeling the butterflies. Hope he's feeling the butterflies. This is one of these dating shows. The Mariners just had, like, a great date with him right now. I think they're going to call it The Chant. Listen and subscribe to Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Next up to the plate is Michael Smith. Michael Smith is someone who actually we met, oh, last season. And the reason is because his wife, Marissa, and him actually have the seats next to me in the Ninja. So whenever I'm up here and able to sit in the season tickets that we hold, uh, it's always great when Mike and Marissa are there. And uh, these are the people we kind of check in with in case like we transfer or sell tickets. So far, no incidents. We're actually pitching a perfect game as far as um, sitting next to each other. I think maybe our biggest complaint is the seats that we're at is really like a thoroughfare for kids to run by to go down to um, either the ball boy or the ball girl on the respective days. You've heard me bitch and moan about it a lot. So he's felt the pain that I have. Um, It's always a fun, good baseball conversation with Mike and Marissa. Marissa sometimes even keeps score. Um, I've ran into Mike down at spring training. I've met his parents. Their family's great. They actually rock the rye bread and mustard gear. Love it. Um, We always have good Smart baseball conversations. He knows a lot about baseball. He's also one of these guys that takes, I think, the point of view of like looking at this season and not being so desperate about what's going on. So this is a little bit of a conversation about, hey, what really makes sense right now in this season and what makes sense, you know, in the long run? Uh, What's the big picture uh, is kind of what I got out of this conversation with him and Hanno. Um, yeah, Hanno from Edmonds is sitting in on this one. We recorded this actually on Home Run Derby Day. So this is pre-Home Run Derby. Sorry, we took out all of our predictions because they were all wrong, I believe. And <laughs> um, uh, But we did talk a little bit about the rules of the Home Run Derby and the new format and how we think about that. And possibly talk about like maybe there are some changes that are going to come. There's been a little bit of rumors about that. So I think this conversation plays. We also talk about maybe the idea of would it make sense to have like a senior circuit, kind of like the PGA for the home run derby. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And also uh, we had to bring up the transportation down to uh, T-Mobile park. That's right. Light rail. We're taking some shots at you. Anyways, uh, Mike sat down with us at first and was like, no, I'm just going to chill, have some tacos, have a margarita. Got to that second margarita. I pressed record. and He's like, all right, let's do it. Fuck it. Let's do it live. Right now we have the people that actually sit next to me at the games. What's going on, Mike? Hey, how's it going? It's going great. So this is your first home run derby that you've ever been to. It is my first and I'm pretty excited about it. Is it going to be your last? Uh, I imagine it probably will be. <laughs> <laughs> that that is very that's a very ominous answer. Hey, and, I mean it's a once in a lifetime type of thing. Like I hope this event is everything I expect it to be, and I will carry that memory for the rest of my life. Well, so. well Mike, I mean I went to the Derby 22 years ago, and I thought that was going to be my last Derby, and I did not expect the All Star Game to come back this soon, but. Here we are. I mean, 20 years, you never know. It might be back again. Hey, I won't discount it. (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, so, Mike, uh, what's it like sitting next to me and my cousin? Hey, uh, <laughs> you guys are great. The more people we have in our seats, the less the kids are running in front of us. Yes, and uh, especially when um, Durst is, or sorry, especially when the ninja is there. He he does he does not. He's a stopgap for the kids at, at a certain. That's point. right. <laughs> are you for the? The new rules, the way it is with the uh, the shot clock, basically they get the timeout. Or do you did you like the hey you get ten outs and uh, that skill? Yeah, yeah, I I like the changes. I think it upped a lot of the like pageantry of it. Uh, it's it's way more exciting than it used to be, just on a like a hit to hit basis. But it does make it like less of a fair competition the way that like uh, they don't necessarily wait for the home runs to land before they throw the next pitch. And so they it's not quite, you know, an even playing field throughout. Yeah. What do you think about that, Hannah? What, what do you like? No, I, I agree with them. I'm just thinking real quickly, what if they had some sort of scenario if you hit 20 like in two minutes, like timed maybe so you didn't have to wear yourself out as much. I don't know. I'm just thinking off the top of my head if, if that would be like an automatic berth so you didn't have to keep hitting and hitting and hitting, you know, until you hit 30 or whatever, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I, what you're saying there is like if you're in a competition and you're like, I want to conserve my energy, you feel like the, the new rules maybe kind of like just force you to keep going and keep going. Because you don't know what the next person. Well, that was the problem for Julio last year. Exactly. Was he was the lowest seed, and so he had to. He didn't know how many he had to hit. He had to just keep going, and so he wore himself out in the first round. He sure did. He sure did. I, here's how I feel about it, and you guys will see. This will be your first time seeing the new rules in person. I feel like maybe as a television production, it works better than when you watch this in person. Not to be a downer about it. But like you were saying, there's a pitch going before this moonshot even is close to landing. So you don't get the whole, like, you're going to watch the this home run and Very really just true. ooh and awe about it and watch watch the people fighting over the balls and and running into the, and getting nailed by the line drives. You kind of you kind of lose that there as a fan. I feel like maybe on TV because they probably do the picture in picture and then they got the clocks and they're keeping the 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 momentum of the drama going on. No, I'm glad you brought up that point because yeah, they they kind of have the pitcher in pitcher, but you 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 don't get to see the home run where it lands. Then they're flashing back to the next pitch of him swinging and. Part of the allure of the home run derby is seeing where it lands, the crowd going after the ball. I mean, I'm with you, Myron. Let's just play a little hypothetical right here. Let's say Griffey's classic home run that he hits and hits the warehouse in Baltimore. What if that happens in today's today's home run derby? Like, like let's say we were using these rules over in Baltimore. Is that such a big thing anymore, or do we miss that? Uh, I mean, you miss it to a point, but also they do get the like bonus time for getting the two home runs over a certain, you know, footage. Sure, I, 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 that is something that is in play. There are some fun rules. If I if I had a choice, which I don't, I, <laughs> I would I would kind of do a hybrid of the two. I would start off at the beginning with or. Either way, but I think I'd start off with a let's see how many you can do, and then 
when it gets down to the final rounds, going, here's 10 outs. Let's see if you can just, that's the ball I'm going to hit out and do it. That's that's what I'd like to see. I mean, it, but overall, I do feel like for the fans in general, the home run derbies become a bigger thing now with the rules the way it is. Could you guys ever see a scenario where Major League Baseball brought back maybe like a, I don't know, veterans home derby, home run derby? Um, where like guys like that would be interested, maybe a David Ortiz would be interested, or with a shorter fence. No, with a, with like ten pitches instead of it being timed. You know, if the, if you could get three guys to be in it, newly re- retired guys, uh, I, that's something that would intrigue me. I don't know if they would be up for it. I mean, just- yeah, I mean, I, I I like what you said with like maybe like. They bring in like the celebrity softball fence and maybe put it at three hundred around right. around the way. Yeah, because you have to worry about like they're all different ages of who you want to see True. and how how more recently they've played. Yeah, and listen, I can talk from experience. I just recently did the wiffle ball home run derby challenge. I'm yes, and I, listen, I'm on the same level playing field as these major leaguers, so I can speak of this. But <laughs> it is this thing of like. What kind of shape are you in? Are, do you, are you into feeling how I feel after doing the batting cages for a couple days over here and the home run derby? Um, definitely gonna have to get this shoulder probably looked at again. But yeah, and, and maybe there's players that are like, hey, I was known as this person. Do I want to be on a TikTok video falling over from a cramp in my back on the ground and being uh, drug off the field? There is that part of it. I'm just going to say, like, watching Cal Ripken do that, go against David Ortiz and how far apart their careers ended, like, they would be fun to watch, like, do the same thing, but you're not going to expect Cal Ripken to be able to do anything that David Ortiz does. Okay, let me change it up. Let's give them a metal bat. Oh, let's give them a metal bat? I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) You mean so there's, like, a senior... Yeah, like, TPX. like a senior circuit uh, home run derby would be great. Uh, yeah, uh, if, if you're listening to this and you're hearing the Taylor Swift, that is an ad for her down here at uh, down here at Lumen Field. Uh, make sure to stop by Tacos and Tequila. Are you an undercover Swifty? I am not. I she's. I cannot. How are you? With, are you guys? Are no, you I, I plan on staying far away from Seattle when she's in town. <laughs> <laughs> so, you had a commute from uh, Edmonds today. You got the light rail. Mike, you're over on the east side. Uh, you had to do some of that old school traveling over here. Couldn't just jump on a light rail. Yeah, no, I. So, they were supposed to have the light rail ready this year in like June. And uh, it was part of the reasons I renewed my season tickets. It's like it would be super easy to get over to, to the stadium. Uh, but, you know, delays and, you know, government projects. So that's two years off. And so I'm taking the regular bus over, which is fine. And it's, it's just not nearly as convenient as it was supposed to be. Yeah, it's, just not, it's not as advertised. Right. Not as advertised, and I'm pretty upset about it. Yeah, I mean, that trip should take you about 20 minutes. It probably took you, what, 30, 40 in traffic? Uh, probably about 35, and then I have to take the bus back, and I have to go way down to Pioneer Square to actually take the bus back to the east side. So the worst part is actually getting home. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's interesting uh, how everybody gets here. I it, I stay in Queen Anne, so I mean, it's a you can get on a bus when I'm in town here, or you could hop on a. It's like a nineteen dollar Uber, and you're here in six minutes. Mike, what do you? One last thing while I got you on here. Uh, a little Mariners talk. Uh, what do you think is going to happen here in the second half? Do you like the way the Mariners are playing right now? Do you, what's the big moves? They finished the like up to the All Star break pretty strong, uh, but it hasn't been enough uh, sufficient winning for me to think that they're going to continue doing it. And I want to be hopeful, but I'm not yet. <laughs> so you do you believe we need to make an acquisition at the trade deadline? Uh. I feel like we're like right up on the line of needing that, and I probably wouldn't go all in at this point. I I think you can almost discount the season, but like, it's tough. I kind of I kind of agree with Mike there. You know, it's been a rough first half. Yeah, we haven't played up to our potential yet. Are we going to trade away a Logan or one of our other star pitchers, Miller or Wu, for a big-time bat to push us over the, the, the limit? I don't think we're there yet. Yeah, in my opinion, I think the best thing they can do is get rid of Teoscar, see what you can get for him, uh, and try to regroup for next year. And that hurts me to say it because I, I want them to win. But I'm with you. You're right. You're, you're thinking like a GM. You can't just get nothing for him if you're not going to re-sign him. I, I like this, Mike. <laughs> That's where I get all my baseball knowledge from. So thanks to this guy, and I bring it here on the show. Well, thanks for uh, getting in here, Mike. And, yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, you know, having a couple and then going, all right, I'll get on there. And that was Michael Smith. Again, uh, really enjoy talking baseball with him. I will always be linked to him and Marissa because we sat there through that 18-inning uh, playoff game last year. Um, again, he always can kind of ground me a little bit uh, when we have these conversations and definitely like, go, oh, yeah, let's kind of think big picture. I always get out of conversations with him about like not being so knee jerk reaction. I always said he'd be on this podcast. He was always like, I don't know. But again, I'm very happy to actually finally get him on this podcast. Hope to have him back. Got a great baseball mind. And yeah, come on, Light Rail, get your shit together. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Batting in the three-hole here from Tacos and Tequila. We have Nolan Stokesbury. If you're like, wait a second, I think we've heard from Nolan Stokesbury before. You have. You have. You heard from him a couple of episodes ago and you will hear from him um, on the next episode if you can remember correctly if you do remember uh, Nolan Stokesbury is the guy who caught a home run at the uh, home run derby and then his brother caught a home run at the home run derby and they were actually shown on ESPN like going crazy and hugging each other 
We talked with him a couple of times. He actually called his shot. I wouldn't so much, I guess I wouldn't say so much called his shot. He was very optimistic about catching a ball, and he did. He's the guy who leave, who left the ball next to the uh, the toaster, and his brother left it next to the oven, vice versa. Um, he and his brother and his mom came by the rye bread and mustard uh, patio hang, um, and we actually talked about a little bit about what we think uh, the Mariners should do, just like everybody else in the second half. He talks a little bit about, you know, the momentum that they were carrying going into the All-Star break. And, you know, to be fair right now, they're only a game off of where they were at that point. Um, Nolan and I in this conversation are kind of being optimistic about, okay, maybe not so much about a trade, but let's take the conversation in the uh, direction of, is there anything in the minor leagues that can come up and make a difference He's one of these guys that really loved Sam Haggerty, so we talked a little bit about Haggerty. And, hey, the way Haggerty was playing last year, we are missing that. Uh, we kind of talk about is that a realistic thing, um, giving up uh, particular guys in the minor league, whether that's a, a no-no or you could part with them to uh, you know get yourself over. He's one of these guys that, you know uh, – realizes how good the pitching is and not looking for this big huge free agent bat so anyways don't want to spoil more of the conversation here's nolan stokesbury yeah, Come i'm on. tired of the striking out aren't you yeah, i'm just put the bat on the ball That's i it. mean these there's, new no, these I'm new rules i'm still kind of iffy on them but i feel like they're bringing back classic baseball like there's every game has a stolen base two or three stolen bases you know it's like it is and a strikeout now is not just a whatever it's no it it's, means it's, something it's, you know? it's, it's Back yeah, to it being like, hey, the way this game was drawn up. That's why I'm wishing we could get some Sam Haggerty going again. Well, we'll have like, to see here in a second he's, he's down in Tacoma right now, but just gives confidence back, get a little strength, you know, and him back. What are you looking for in the second half as far as moves uh, or non-moves? What do you want to see the Mariners do, and what do you think they're capable of with the people on the roster? I mean, we, we just won – yeah, we just won 7-2. and two. The right. last nine games of the against year. good teams. That's a pretty against good teams in Houston, which is a house of horrors for us. Yeah. Uh, if we, it's like uh, you, you don't need you don't need the offense to explode. Just do a little bit. Yeah. Our pitch our pitchers are gonna go six innings, two runs. Bullpen give up one run, win a game four to three. Yeah. I know it's hard, but you got Paul back there just waiting. Paul Seawald's waiting to close it out. And, and what do you think about move? What do you want to see? Do you want to see them go get a bat? Or you were talking Sam Haggerty. Do you think? Do you think we? I'm not. I'm not sold on what we have in the farm to, or sitting in AAA to come here and make a big difference. I, I mean, yes, if you had Haggerty the way he was, uh, you know, the big surprise this year is Caballero and I'd oh, say yeah. Ford. Caballero right? in AAA. Ford, yeah, Ford. Ford's a Princeton guy. I gotta give him a shout out. Yeah, I like that. He's got a I good like degree the, I there. I like him from the left side, but I, uh, we got to get some other backup in there too as well. I'm not just gonna. I'm not are just we, gonna. Are we looking for? Are we guy. looking for offense or pitching from the minor leagues? Offense. We don't need any more pitching. Offense. I mean, I think we kind of pull all the cards we have at this point. We yeah. have Dylan. Dylan Moore, AAA, and uh, who would just sign? Didi Degorias. He's playing. He's been we'll coming for about the last week. We'll have to see, but you're not. You're what not you, looking for the big trade. You're you're seeing bring yeah, guys so for up. Trading, trading. 
I don't know. Who do you want to try? I've I've heard, which kind of breaks my heart. I've heard some uh, Logan Gilbert trade rumors. I don't I don't say give up anybody that's up here. I'm I'm willing to part with Emerson Hancock, maybe. Yeah, I've for heard, something that's good. Hancock's the big one because he's a name. Who who we trade for uh, Luis last year? The shortstop. Oh, uh, Marte? Yeah, Yeah, or Marte. That was a big name that we traded. I mean, he was in the Futures game, but do you think Amerson Hancock's the same kind of thing? Yeah, but I mean, uh, does that hurt the Mariners to not have him? What hurts the Mariners not having these hits? So I mean, I, I grew up in California with the Giants, yeah, and their offense was never that well, but they had pitching that won three World Series, yeah. which is, it hurts me to trade Emerson Hancock. That's so why we traded Novell Marte for a guaranteed all. We traded yeah. him for a guaranteed all-star pitcher. That's a win-win, but trading pitching for maybe a bat. That's tough. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't want a maybe bat. I want a real bat. Just yeah. to be clear when I'm doing that. Yeah, I know. Well, well, thanks for coming on. And again, tell everybody where to find you privately. Uh, in Stokesbury. N-S-T-O-K-E-S-B-E-R-R-Y. Instagram. It's private, but it's fun. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. All right, brother. Thanks. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you again. And that was Nolan Stokesbury. Really cool dude. Hoping to have him back. We had a lot of fun off the record conversations um definitely knows his baseball works in baseball and yeah i do miss sam haggerty man he was such a he was such a force last year and i've always said if you can remember if you listen or if you know me like when we lost sam haggerty last year and the form and how he was playing last year, I really think that made a huge difference. Definitely, I was thinking about him during that 18-inning game against Houston. If we could just get some Haggerty on there. You know, he caused the chaos like Caballero does on base. And he was, at that point, a much, much better hitter. Uh, plays tons of positions. Man, if he could just come back and be that guy again. Yeah, I do I do think there there is a point to be made that... He can make a huge difference on this lineup, especially coming off the bench. And again, listen for Nolan Stokesbury. We're going to replay more of that conversation about the uh, about catching the balls and stuff like that on our next episode, where we have uh, story time with listeners and Mariners fans. That should be coming up tomorrow. And batting here in the cleanup spot to bring us on home is a man by the name of Brian Berg from Muckleteo, Washington. We ran into Brian Berg actually down at Hooverville. So this portion of the conversation, even though it is the tacos and tequilas, you know, episodes here, um, we ran into Brian Berg down at Hooverville when we were doing the after-after party. Brought the equipment down there. People were wanting to talk. Uh, another uh, guy who went to the All-Star Weekend with his brother. So we've got the back-to-back brother combinations uh, on here. Now, the thing about Brian Berg is he is a Jerry DePoto guy. He really believes in what the Mariners are doing. He is a, he is a long-term guy. Um, in this conversation, you can tell he's definitely not all about what we can do right now. 
And though he's a long-term guy, I definitely tried to press him on or turn him on what can we do for the 2023 season because, hey, that's the season we're covering here right now for Odyssey Sports with the Rye Bread Mustard and Mariners podcast. Uh, the libations were definitely flowing. This was a fun conversation. You can definitely hear in the background the buzz after the Home Run Derby. I believe this was right after the Home Run Derby. Anyways, this is Brian Berg from Muckleteal, Washington. And I'm with Brian Berg, Muckle Teal, Washington. Muckle Teal. It don't get no much better than that. That's dead. Come on. That is, that's on the outskirts on the other side of the track, just like we're Views talking about. The Puget Sound, ferry rides to Woodby Island. Yeah. Hard to beat it, baby. Absolutely. It, but to be honest, it is a nice, soft, beautiful, beautiful place. Beautiful area, <laughs> Pleasantville. The so, fans love it. So listen, you guys are big Mariners fan. You're here. You're here with your brother. Yep, absolutely. He's got you probably on an Instagram ba- live already. Ba- baby bro, <laughs> baby bro, it. sitting courtside. So you said, man, I got a lot of feelings. I got a lot of things. A lot of things I mean, about the Mariners. Happy, a lot of happy feelings about the a Mariners. A lot of happy, but concerned. Good, but you have some strong feelings too. A lot of good vibes. Yeah, good vibes. Good vibes. But let's not hire. What would enhance those good vibes for you? I think Jerry DePoto and Scott Service want to spend money. They want to bring bats to Seattle. And what's the problem? I think the ownership group is hesitant. We made some moves with Cano and others years ago, and we lost. So you think it's like a, a thing where you get triggered and you don't, you don't want to do that again? Yeah, it's dollars. It's dollars. It's big dollars. If this all-star game wasn't here right now, do you think this town would be as excited about what the Mariners are doing? Or do you think it's a combination of both? Or do you think it's a, uh, you know, a, de- a deflection with the all-star game here? That's a good question. I think Seattle is all-world when it comes to sports. I think we love our sports teams. We love our people. We love the sunshine. And right now we got all those things. We need wins and we need bats. We need those devs, man. I agree with you. So we need wins and bats. So what? What do you think we need to do here? Because the, after the All Star game, it's all about the trade deadline. The Mariners are playing good. The Mariners brass has said, "Hey, just wait. Things will happen." And things are starting to happen. So right now you're sitting in Jerry Depoto's seat. You're sitting in Howard Lincoln seat, and I know there's Justin, the GM, but come yep. on, he doesn't yep. do much. Yep. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing? They're going to make one move. What's the move going to be? I don't know. If you are Jerry DePoto, what is that move? I know the, you don't know what he's going to do, but what are you going to do, we man? We aren't one bat What's away. What's Michael going to do? We aren't one bat away. They're thinking long term. They're thinking a two to five year plan. So whatever player they bring in is someone that they see filling a void, not for today, but for tomorrow. That's my thoughts. They're not gonna, they're not gonna solve it all today, but they're gonna bring in a piece that will help for the future. And it's gonna be three to four moves in the next two years to get us to where we wanna be. We're not there yet, but we will get there. Seattle, we're going all the way, baby. World so, Series. So you think this 2025. is 2025. Like, you're thinking we're gonna pull another Luis Castillo out of the hat. I hope so. You hope so. Castillo's a stud. You hope so, but what are you afraid of, though? What? Are, listen, you can you can give me all the peaches and cream you want. But what are you scared of? I'm scared of the bats going dormant in the back half. We need the bats to come alive. We need Julio to go nuclear. And we do. 
And not all at once, throughout the year. Not yes. like the home run derby, throughout yes. the year. But what are you scared of not happening? Everything going dull, us not making a move. What are you willing to give up to get a bat? I don't want to give up pitching. We have, we have an amazing bench right now, and I want us to pay our guys. Pay Kirby. Pay these guys. They're all in rookie contracts. Keep them around. If we have good pitching, the bats will come. How does that help us this year? We're not going to make it this year. What do you think you are? Are you willing to give up some of the things in the minor leagues? Because, you, like like you said, we got Kirby. No, because the minor Will. leagues are depleted. You think so? Yeah. So anybody down there, you're we okay with We only have a with. couple guys. Right. Ford, a couple others. I think we got we to gotta draft well. Hopefully we did. I think we need the fans to just put their arms around the guys we have. And we need to pick up a piece or two this year. And then this offseason, another piece or two. I think 2025, that's our year. I think uh, we're two years out. I know the Seattle fans are going to hate <laughs> me. But it's not going to happen. I feel like I'm going to unzip you right now. Do it. It's Jared Apoto. It's Jared Apoto, ladies and gentlemen. It's Jared Apoto. I'm a big Jared Apoto fan, by the way. I listen to him every week on Brock and Saul. What's but your name again, brother? Brian Berg, Muckle T.O. Washington. Thanks for having me on the yeah, podcast. thank you. And you heard it right there from Brian Berg. 2025 is the year. That's right. 2025. And hey, we'll be here covering this until then. Uh, that That is <laughs> a goal of ours. Uh, you know, we'll check in with uh, Michael sometime here in the future. And I'm definitely going to try to hunt him down after that 2025 season, either to say, hey, man, you were wrong or hey, man. You are uh, Nostradamus. Um, anyways, again, if you're like, hey, I swear I was on a podcast, but I was drinking. Maybe I wasn't. Maybe I imagined that. No, you were. We're going to get these episodes out. In fact, we're going to have a quick turnaround for tomorrow for the Tacos and Tequilas Talks Volume 2. That's going to be more of a storytelling. Um, we got a lot of really fun uh, stories. This is the fans. These are the uh, people that work around and in the stadium. So definitely, you know, some backstories on the atmosphere that makes what that what makes T-Mobile Park, the All-Star Weekend, and just every Mariner season what it is. We'll be back tomorrow with that. And with that said, Hanno, oh man, he ain't here. Myron, you're talking to yourself, so you got to answer yourself. You know what time it is. Yeah.